0: up this morning super excited for the NFL draft i mean so the most exciting day of the year nothing's going to get better than this and oh is Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded and uh, th- maybe he's moving on and he's been traded and now he's not and who knows what's happening and oh by the way the NFL draft is still happening they didn't push that back what a wild day of football we still have two more days of this to go but of course we had to come and bring you our instant reaction so first off Eric, as always, is here. Editor-in-Chief QB list, Eric Smith. How are you doing tonight?
1: Doing good. It's uh, after midnight on the East Coast. Miles talked us into doing this as the West Coaster, so he's going to be perky (laughs) while the rest of us are struggling. So, no, we're doing great. Um, It was, yeah, maybe after the non-Rogers trade, a little bit of a letdown, but then you look at it and there's a ton of fantasy-related players taken in the first round, so we got a ton to talk about. So, yeah, had a great time. No, like, earth-shattering trades, but, you know, a couple teams got their quarterbacks, so that's fun.
0: Yeah, definitely nothing crazy. We thought maybe we'd see teams trade up into the top 10. And we did, I guess, technically see one team trade into the top 10. They moved up two spots from 12 to 10. So I guess technically it happened. But, you know, with all the talk about the Panthers were listening on trade offers, the Falcons might have been training. There's all kinds of talk and it, it kind of fizzled out for the most part. Uh, but we also have with us today, we got Ben Brown, uh, what we saw manager, New
2: England Patriots fan and uh, Mac Jones fan maybe i guess i'm gonna have to be now huh uh yeah thanks for having me on uh i will say this was one of the more fun draft days that we've had in a long time uh at least from an excitement level because we came into it you know with all the hype in the last few months and then all of a sudden this aaron Rodgers bombshell dropped on our lap this afternoon and it just made it that much more fun so i I gotta say i really enjoyed it today you know, and, and
0: I think there was a few other things, too, that add to and, and Eric, you had kind of touched on the, the fantasy relevance of it. I mean, I feel like this is one of those drafts that at the especially the first 11 picks or so, almost every single player is like a draftable player in fantasy. There's two corners, an offensive lineman, and then everyone else was a skill position uh, that you would see in fantasy, not everyone that you want this year. But there's, everyone is, is someone you have to keep an eye on. And you don't always see that at the top of drafts. There's a lot of times there's uh, defensive linemen, more cornerbacks, that kind of thing. And so it was really exciting to see such an offensive-loaded uh, draft. And then after the like 13th pick, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, I'll see you all later. Uh, I'll come back for the end of the draft. Uh, but also with us uh, here is someone who, uh, speaking of these skill players, uh, got their
3: guy. And actually, Callan, are you already wearing a Najee Harris jersey? I, I didn't get it in time. I tried to order it for a draft. They kind of said, hold off, make sure you get the guy first. So it's on its way, though. But I'm happy to get our guy and get him in Pittsburgh and work on that worst running game in football last year. Uh, if you recognize that voice,
0: that is Callan Elsager from the sit start shows that we did throughout the year. Callan, how does it feel to be out from under the rock, you know, back on the show? It's, it's been a minute.
3: It's it's good to be back. I had to do a little research. We were talking during the uh, Discord and you guys mentioned some free agent moves. I'm like, oh right, that happened. So it's it's good to be back talking football if you guys I missed it.
0: So uh obviously we're here talking because uh the NFL draft the first round just wrapped up, uh wrapped up probably about twenty minutes ago. And um, Eric, I'm gonna start with you. What was just kind of like uh a, a takeaway from this draft? What stood out to you uh from this, you know, three plus hour uh you know Bonanza.
1: <laughs> it was a bonanza. Um, a little bit of what you mentioned. I mean, the first six picks are quarterbacks or pass catchers. Um, you had three quarterbacks, a tight end, and two receivers. Uh, and I, I think you know the Dolphins taking Jalen Waddle at six. It's we were you know he was getting mocked there a lot, so that wasn't like shocking. But um, I think in a lot of drafts they might have traded back there, and uh, it just seemed like a lot of teams are pushing up to help the passing game. And uh, it just kind of shows where the NFL's going. So then you get into the later parts of the draft. People are taking defense, you know, uh, filling out their offensive lines. But up front, this draft was really built around the passing game. And this, that's just the way the league's going. So um, just more of the same there. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy stuff to talk about. But just as far as the trend goes, um, it was a little surprising to see the you know quarterbacks four and five drop a little bit. But um, we kind of could see that coming. So uh, yeah, just pa- pass catchers, uh, passers—they're all in high demand in the NFL.
0: Yeah, so uh, there's five wide receivers drafted in the first round. Uh, six with Kyle Pitts, who has kind—I of, mean, he's a tight end, comes to the NFL as a tight end, and then you watch that highlight reel, and he's like on the outside half the time, um, out there looking like a wide receiver. So six, you know, premier pass catchers. Right and exactly what you're saying, where the NFL is going, and then with the quarterback thing, it's funny because I, looking back at the draft board now, I'm like, oh yeah, Justin Fields fell fell to 11, Mac Jones falls to 15, but it felt like we were holding our breath, pick after pick after pick, like, okay, are they the ones that are going to trade down? Okay, Panthers didn't trade down. Okay, are the Broncos going to trade? Oh no, the Broncos didn't trade down. And you know, finally when the Giants traded down to the Bears, we're like, okay, like I guess. This is just going to be a little bit easier. When we talked with Jeff Berkus, uh earlier in the week about the Bears, we had talked like, do you guys have what it takes and do you want to trade up to six and you might need to? Well, turns out they didn't need to. Uh, yeah. Ben, what what's something for you that stood out this draft?
2: Uh, I would say the patience uh, by the Patriots. Obviously, that's the team I was, you know, looking at the most, uh, who I cared about the most. Um, you know, going into it, we all thought, you know, that all five quarterbacks are going in the top ten. We all thought the Patriots would have to trade up to get one of those guys. I didn't think they would. Uh, I always thought they would trade down, just because none of their guys would be there. They wouldn't want to pay the steep price that it would take. And it turns out they didn't have to. They stayed put. Uh, probably got the guy they wanted all along. Uh, we all know. Belichick and Saban have that connection. And so, you know, Saban was pumping up Mac Jones to Bill. Um, so I'd say Bill definitely came out of this a winner. Um, he he really needed uh, you know, to get that next guy, or else his head was gonna be on a platter in, you know, Boston Sports Media for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> um, so, but he definitely got his guy and uh, you know, hopefully it ends up working out.
0: So I was going to ask you this later when we talk about all the quarterbacks. But talking about Mac Jones, Saban being in Bill Belichick's ear, do we think now that that video of Belichick shaking his head at Mac Jones was that like a masterful uh, smoke screen, Right, Bill Belichick's taking acting classes really had us all fooled, or is this a case of you know maybe they would have wanted a different quarterback? This is just the one that was there at fifteen.
2: This was it was a very curiously cut video. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Craft uh, Sports Media was the one that leaked that out. Uh, but yeah, I know, hey, it ended up working out. Uh, I personally would have liked Trey Lance, but uh, obviously that was the guy at number three. So uh, yeah, I'm just glad they, they've got someone who they think is the guy of the future. And uh, I know Bill already came out and said that Cam Newton is the starter this year. We'll see how long that lasts. Hopefully not too long, uh, but I'm very interested to see what Mac Jones can do in New England. Calen, what was something that stood out for you today?
3: For me, it was a lot of the offensive line stuff. I feel like there a lot of teams we kind of thought would address offensive line in the first round, and a both of the Jets traded up for the offensive line, and the Vikings traded back. Besides that, we got the Sewell pick, and there's only two or three other offensive linemen picked. You think a lot of the later round teams might have show up their offensive line and show up their run game, but it's kind of like Eric said, it was a passing league, and teams are more looking for other things and aren't looking as much to beef, off the, beef up their offensive line, so i Thought there'd be more teams addressing their lines, and was shocked that teams went off some teams went other directions.
0: I'm I am shocked that no one brought up. Kanikia Burdine, the US Army vet who announced the Cowboys pick and was absolutely the star of the show tonight with the way that she went up. there. I I, I I thought it was hysterical that Goodell gives this laundry list of amazing things that she's done and things she's overcome. She goes up on stage and all she has to say is, how about them Cowboys to get an entire stadium full of people booing at an (laughs) Army vet? I mean, (laughs) like what? The energy that she brought was absolutely incredible. Um and and just absolutely for me, I was like, okay, just get rid of Goodell. Just have her do everything for the entire rest of the draft. Have her announce people. Have her read the picks. Uh, they need her way more than they need Goodell for sure.
1: We can all agree
2: on that
3: part. Yep.
2: All right, Ben, you have anything Let- to say
3: about Goodell or?
2: <laughs> uh, I do want to say something about Kings of Leon. I was really worried once they had uh, them playing, you know, playing before the draft started, uh, that we were going to get Kings of Leon taking us out to every commercial break. Thankfully, that did not happen.
0: King Kings of Leon, great band. I don't, I don't need them taking me to every single commercial break. So right there with you um all right let's talk real quick about some winners and losers from tonight's draft a uh, quick instant draft reactions uh i'm gonna go back the other way calin let's start with you who was your winner tonight
3: for me it was the minnesota vikings i know we we had them at 14 and people were they have addressed the offensive line defensive line but it was just simple they traded back with the new york jets nine picks and ended up taking a christian christian derisaw excuse me with the 23rd pick and he's just as good if not possibly better than who the Jets ended up trading up for and their Tucker from USC so I think it's a good draft strategy by the Vikings being able to go back nine picks for an offensive lineman that's pretty similar to who they would have taken at 14 and they get the capital back from the Jets Believe they got two extra third round picks for it so I think it's a good draft strategy by the Vikings I was impressed with that and they were ranked the 26th best offensive line by pro football focus last year so be able to address that and get more capital out of it I think it's a really smart strategy by them
0: Yeah, the the teams that trade back are always the one that win those trades, right? Yeah. Asking for a friend. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's always the one to trade back. Even if it's only two picks, right? We we still we still win that trade. Um yeah, Vikings making the, the trade down to twenty three, still getting Christian Derisau, still getting the help at offensive line. Absolutely. Um uh, very similar actually to my winner. Uh, I'll real quick, same thing. Justin Herbert for me, the Chargers had the 32nd ranked offensive line uh by Pro Football Focus, and then they got Rashawn Slater just absolutely falling to them at 13. I know a lot of Chargers fans wanted them to trade up to get Sewell. Uh, But to stay put and get Rashawn Slater, absolute win for them. Uh, Ben, who's your winner tonight?
2: Yeah, my winner was the Patriots uh, and really just Patriots fans in general. Uh, No homerism there. Uh, But patience. Patience was the winner tonight. It worked out for anyone who wanted to be patient and and stick to where they were and get what they wanted. And that was New England. That was the Chargers. Um, it, It really paid off.
0: Way way to transition past just being a homer. I was, I was ready to just mute you and move on, but that was good. That was good. Way to, way to look big picture. Eric, what about you?
1: Yeah, uh, my winner is the Bears. Um I they they had to get a future quarterback. It wasn't gonna it, it wasn't gonna excite the fan base with Andy Dalton. We talked with Jeff Burkus like you were saying, and we were just looking at some of those players they had mocked to the Bears where they were projected a draft. And I mean, how can you sell your fan base on a safety when you got, you know, Andy Dalton sitting there? And it was just it was time. So they move up to get Justin Fields. Uh they moved up nine spots. I mean, they gave up a fifth this year, a first next year, and a fourth next year, which Obviously, losing the first round pick hurts, but when you're looking at some of those veteran quarterbacks that were out there this offseason, you know, there were some crazy trade packages being thrown around. I, I don't think giving up one first round pick is the end of the world, especially if you hit on fields. So the Bears have some hope going forward now. Uh, they desperately needed it. And, you know, they do have a quarterback in Dalton that can give fields time to develop. So um, the Bears didn't handle the quarterback situation the right way, just big picture. But I, I think for this draft, they did the right thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we all know what happened last time Bears traded up for a quarterback. So um, here's hoping this time it goes better. Uh, Any big losers tonight? Uh, Eric, I'll start with you.
1: I think it's the Raiders for me. I mean, they took Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle. Um, Cowan kind of mentioned this earlier. They got him with the 17th pick. Um, We had them mocked uh, Derisaw from Virginia Tech. And it's not so much whether Leatherwood's a good player or not, but this seems to be like a a thing they do every draft where they have their own grades on these players. Obviously, they have their own board. That's fine. You can have different opinions, but... Uh, It just feels like they could manipulate the draft a little better. They could trade back. They could pick up some extra picks. They just seem to kind of, you know, take their guy when it's there. And I just, I don't think they're getting all the value out of these picks. So Leatherwood could be great. We'll see. They obviously can value linemen better than I can, but I just, I don't think they're playing the draft as well as some other teams do.
0: All right. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that they didn't play the draft that well, because it looks like another team that did. You know, maybe by by the numbers, looks like they played the drafts well. Ben, you have them as your loser. So why are the New York Giants a team that traded down from eleven to twenty? Uh, you know, missed out on on perhaps their wide receiver in Devonte Smith when the Eagles traded up to to um, you know to usurp them there. But they get a wide receiver at pick twenty. They get a bunch of extra assets. So why why are they your
2: loser? Yeah, they they they're my loser because a they didn't get their guy, which it isn't really their fault. Uh, But they traded down, yeah, they got a bunch of extra picks. uh, But the guy they got, they really reached for uh actually i don't even remember his name to be like ken darius tony see that goes to show you i don't even know his name uh <laughs> and he's a you know a top 20 pick uh but i just feel bad for giants fans my poor uncle mark who i was texting with my dad he's the biggest giants fan i know he was cursing out the eagles when they traded it up but he's like oh you know they got a good haul they'll take an edge rusher here and then they drafted tony and he sends one message that just says wtf uh, I just felt bad for him, and I'm sure there are many Giants fans out there that feel the same way. Uh, it's not what they were expecting. Um, you know, I, I, it seems like it was a bit of a reach. They probably could have traded down again and gotten more assets. So it just seemed like they kind of got, you know, caught between a rock and a hard place and, and had had to go with whatever they felt they needed to do, and, and it just wasn't the right thing to do.
3: Uh,
0: Callan, I think you also have some... Wide receivers here as your losers.
3: Yeah, I have Devonte Parker and Will Fuller. We know that it was already a crowded receiving room with Parker, with uh, with Fuller, with Kasekii, and now suddenly you throw Jalen Waddle in, who's six overall pick. It just gets a lot of crowd. And Tua Tunglevilla only averaged six yards per attempt last year, so we don't <laughs> know exactly what the offense is going to look like this coming year. Already going to spread them out. Already make them throw throwing a little bit more. So how much receptions can these guys really get when it's all of a sudden? four or five guys vying from targets and an already probably low volume passing offense. So I think those are some big losses. And if they're not going to throw it deep too much with Tua, can Wolf Fuller even be that deep threat that he really has been. So I think those are two guys who lose value based off the waddle pick. It just it makes me
0: laugh every time I try to picture Tua in an NFL like spread offense where he's going to throw the ball 40 times in a game. And it's like it's just I don't know. It's not going to work, at least not this year, maybe down the road. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys see something. I know it kind of there loses a few. But Eric, Ben, do you guys see anything here uh this upcoming year with Tua in this offense?
1: I mean, he's got a ton of weapons, and, I mean, this helps the offense as a whole, obviously. It hopefully opens things up. I mean, Parker and Fuller have injury issues, so it gives them more depth. But, I mean, Cowan's totally right. There's not enough to go around for all three of these receivers unless they completely change this offense. And I just don't see it happening with, you know, such a good defense, and it's just – I, I don't know. I would expect them to get the run game going. And Yeah, I, I, I don't know how all these receivers get their work in. So um, I am a little down on Tua, uh, but I do think we need to give him maybe a full season here, especially off that injury. And let, let's see how he looks, but it sure doesn't look like it's going to be Burrow or Herbert here, like putting it up 40 times a game. So yeah, it's hard to get too excited about any of these receivers.
2: I think for real life purposes, Miami's going to be a fun team again. Last year, I watched a ton of Miami games. they were a lot of fun to watch. They were seemed like they were always in it. Uh, That offense was pretty good, and they have all the pieces. But for fantasy purposes, like Eric said, it's just going to be a mess. You don't know where the ball is going to go, and and you know it's hard to invest in any of their players uh, when when there's so many question marks there.
0: Speaking of fantasy messes, uh, my loser is James Robinson. Which I that what I mean, I don't think any pick tonight had such an immediate reaction uh, in terms of what it meant for the team and for the player. Uh, then Travis Etienne being drafted to the Jaguars. I I mean, literally everyone was like, Oh, that sucks for James Robinson. Oh boy. There are people posting the, you know, dynasty stock. Going down memes. I mean, it just, it's not looking good. So, uh, and, and by the way, this whole draft, we were talking, uh, the whole time through in our Discord, uh, in our voice chat, talking through the whole draft. We had analysis going as the draft was going on. And if you want to be part of the Discord community, you absolutely should join. Uh, you can join at pitcherlist.com slash plus be a part of the Discord community. You get all, all the access to the list stuff and QB list as well. You get all of our fantasy help channels, uh, Add drops dynasty, basically everything football that's going on. You can come talk to us, talk directly to Eric, to me, to Ben, to Calen, to everyone on the staff, and join uh, hopping on the voice chat when things are happening. If Aaron Rodgers does get traded, you bet we're gonna be in there talking about what that trade is, what it means, uh, for fantasy value, all that good stuff. So definitely come, so definitely come and join Pitcherless Plus and be a part of the community. Uh, how how you know I mean watching this draft unfold, obviously the first pick, Trevor Lawrence. Everyone knew that was coming. I don't think any of us are surprised. Zach Wilson. I think the only thing that surprised us today about Zach Wilson um, is that he looked like he was going to his uh, like middle school prom, maybe. I don't even know if it was a senior prom. Like He looked too young for that. Like, Callan, you're like still in college, and he looks half your age. What's going on there?
3: I was shocked. I saw him. I was like, same thing you had. I'm like, is he going to prom right now? I'm surprised the proms are going on in April. It's was, it was crazy. It made me feel a little old. I'm 24. <laughs> He, he, tagged, he tagged uh, at Verizon in it because
0: it's like a Verizon-sponsored thing. And it just like brought me back to the era of when you would send uh, tweets via text message uh, and it would, it would say like sent via Verizon or whatever. And I'm like, Zach doesn't even know that stuff. He's too young for all that. Zach Wilson goes number two. The big question mark number three is San Francisco. What are they doing at three? Uh all the all the I mean at least we had it pretty much down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Callan, you mentioned that you saw it earlier today flip and the odds to Trey Lance and you were doing like a mock draft accuracy
3: challenge with with your friends and you swapped it at the last second, right? Yeah, once I saw Vegas decide that the odds, Vegas knows a lot more than I ever will hope to know about this kind of stuff. So once I saw this the odds start to switch, I was decided to make the switch into mock drafts. For I'm very excited about Trey Lance. I think for fantasy it's immediate impact he's could be the best rookie quarterback of this year based off the weapons they have in san francisco oh wow and i think i just think it's a lot of weapons and if he gets the job right away who knows with jimmy g but hey it's better than mac jones who's probably possibly system i think that's still a lot more upside than mac jones would possibly give yeah hey, i'm, I'm sitting playing right playing here <laughs> i'm sitting right here
1: what the heck man yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what all that Mac Jones stuff to the Niners at three was, because there was no reason for the Niners to throw out a big smoke screen and say they were going to take Mac Jones. So I wonder if they just hadn't decided when they traded up for that third pick, they were still going through the process and were, it was truly up in the air and then they settled on Lance or what. But I'm still trying to figure out how Jones goes from like pretty locked into number three all the way down to 15. Um, one thing we did learn in the Discord channel uh, voice chat was, that Cam spelled backwards is Mac. So um, (laughs) the Patriots have transitioned here from from Cam to Mac. So whatever that means, uh, take that and run with it
2: means that Bill's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. <laughs>
0: yeah, they will transition from Cam to Mac at some point. Cam is still the starter as of right now. And and it's funny, Kellen, that you mentioned that yeah, Trey Lance is probably going to be the best, or you think he's going to be the best rookie quarterback of this group, when we're not even certain he's going to be the starter. Um, he very well could sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Eric, do you think there's any chance that Trey Lance is the day one starter, or would you put your money on, on Garoppolo still having the job?
1: if Garoppolo's is on the team i bet he's the day one starter um they they seem to flip flop from day to day if they're going to trade him or not and uh, i think it's real easy to say we're going to keep jimmy garoppolo and uh you know work in the rookie but we see how this goes every year these rookies are in sooner rather than later so um, I I think if Grappl is on the roster, he starts the season, but Trey Lance is gonna be fighting for that spot. And Grapplo can't stay healthy anyway lately. So um I think we see Lance by, you know, week four. That seems to be the, the typical path for these rookie quarterbacks. All
0: right. We'll talk about all the quarterbacks and their and their fantasy rankings. Um a little bit later, but let's talk about Kyle Pitts going number four to Atlanta Uh was I mean, it, it was this was the kind of pick that I felt like every single time we talked about it, the Falcons could go so many ways. And then also at the same time, everyone was like, yeah, but they're going to pick Kyle Pitts. Um Was anyone surprised at all when when Pitts went uh, to Atlanta? No no that's a lot of there's a lot of head shaking going on right now uh they can't just be an
1: evaluation thing right I mean it's just like he's so good of a player like it's not a need for them so um it it seemed pretty consensus that he was like the best you know non-quarterback um the quarterbacks they're not as good as him either they're just in higher demand but I I think it was just the talent grade on him was so high they just couldn't pass him
2: I hope it works out for him our our resident Bears guy Mike Miglius has been pumping out in the discord that tight ends in the top 10 never work. Uh, so hopefully this one just does work because uh, he he looks like he's a stud, but you know, it, it, the history doesn't show well for that.
3: I think it's a huge boost to Matt Ryan for his fantasy value adding another weapon right now. He's ranked in fantasy pros expert consensus is the 15th quarterback. I probably rank him higher. I haven't started my rankings or projections yet, but I'm assuming I'll be higher. on based on having those three pass catchers and Hayden Hurst, who's still a good tight end too and no running game. Their top two running backs are Mike Davis and Todd Garley. No, Thank you. So, and the defense, that's still pretty bad. I'm shooting up Matt Ryan, possibly with this addition to probably a high volume passing offense.
0: Yeah. The Falcons were a team that uh, we're Eric and I are keeping a very close eye on if they draft a running back at any point in the next uh, six rounds, because this is a team that very well should. Uh, draft running back, they, I mean, obviously, there wasn't someone that they could take it for. This wasn't a, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley type class, but, uh, they definitely need someone because, uh, Mike Davis is not the, uh, season long answer. That's for sure. We talked about that a lot on our, uh, optimal, uh, roster spots for, dra- for prospects. So, um, talking about tight ends, right? Kyle Pitts, we're talking about this is a guy that, that Eric, you mentioned his, his evaluation is just so much higher than everyone else rookie tight ends you know is he going to come in and be an impact player um where would you guys rank Kyle Pitts heading into fantasy drafts for 2021 is he uh in the top 12 is he just outside the top 12 where are you putting Pitts
1: no he's definitely in the top 12 I mean the advantage for him is that he's practically a receiver um a lot of these rookies you know like TJ Hawkinson he's got to learn blocking a lot more than Pitts is going to um, They can use him like a slot receiver. That's going to be a big advantage. So he's definitely in the top 12 just for the upside. Uh, if this goes well, it could be a huge season, Um, you know, so you get like number five. I had TJ Hawkinson in my preseason rankings. Um, Hawkinson might be the only one to throw passes to. So that's going to be a lot of volume, but I, I think I'd roll the dice on pits personally. So I, I don't know. I think he's already cracking like the top six unless we just get some, you know, it just looks bad in the preseason, but. Uh, That upsides there. He's he just he could be basically a receiver playing tight end.
2: Tight end is just such a barren wasteland that any flashy name that comes in, you want to take a shot on it, because if he can pop off, then you hit a home run. Uh, but I, you know, at least in Atlanta, and I know this has been said everywhere, there they at least have an offense that has worked the tight end in historically, that has had good numbers. Whereas a guy like Hawkinson or or Noah Fant, they go to offenses that don't really use the tight end. So you know, I I think that the the you know the base is definitely there for for him to have you know a top a top tier tight end season right out of the gate.
3: Yeah, he's got the most upside. I'm probably going to be a bit more conservative in my rankings, and he'll be closer to the top right, closer to the top 10 than would be top 5, as Eric seems to be closer with, just because of the amount of weapons that are around him with Julio, with Calvin Ridley. Hayden Hurst will still be involved, so I think I'll be a little more conservative. Still probably right around the top 12, top 10, creak in, but I don't think I can jump him as high as Eric seems to be right off the bat.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure I would draft him. Where that's mm. you're gonna have to draft him to get him there, but um, I, I do think I'd take the shot on him over uh, Robert Tunyon or someone like that.
2: He's definitely gonna be over drafted.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh for see. sure. Uh, <laughs> like we're like, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the helium is going to be very real. Uh, okay, well, let me just ask you real quick. Fantasy Pros uh, expert consensus ranking has four tight ends in tier two uh, from uh, ranks five to eight. It's uh, Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, and Robert Tunyon. How many? Of those players, would you rank above Kyle Pitts?
1: I think Hawkinson's the only close one for me. I want to see what the Lions do in this draft, but I mean, it could set up where he's he's their number one receiver, you know, so um, I I think he's fighting with Hawkinson. Uh, I think maybe by the end of this, though, the the hype will get me on Pitts.
2: I'd rather have Logan Thomas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course you would. Uh, unfortunately, he's not even in tier two. So Ben, you're gonna have to have words with. So Penis then he's pros. tier one. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> um, so moving on in the draft, we got uh, Jamar Chase at five to the Cincinnati Bengals, which uh, Eric and I talked a lot about uh, when we talked about the Bengals because it seemed like they were between two guys, and that was Chase and Penny Sewell, and who they picked was seemed to be kind of less about which player do you think is going to be better, and more about what do you think is more important for your team because it. Uh, I think in terms of talent, you were happy with either one, um, Eric, but it just it came down to you wanted them to invest in the line because Joe Burrow needs that, and uh, Joe Burrow wanted his uh, college teammate and someone that he already has that chemistry with. So um, what does Jamar Chase in Cincinnati mean for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd?
1: yeah i think there's definitely enough to go around we talked about this a lot how many attempts burrow had um how many targets aj green got? who left uh, he had over 100 targets last year and he's gone so uh, it, it's not that they all can't get theirs they all could get 100 targets and have good seasons but it does take the ceiling off of t higgins and tyler boyd and especially boyd i mean he's a real volume-based receiver so i um, assuming jamar chase comes in and hits ground running and looks like the number five pick in the draft uh, he, he kills their ceiling for sure but i I'd still be drafting higgins I'd still be drafting Boyd I'm not running away from him in dynasty it's just uh that that higgins year two breakout might not be coming but uh yeah I mean really get excited for chase really excited for burrow although i coming off an aCL injury it's it's gonna be a while i think before he really uh is out there slinging it like he was you know mobile in the pocket so we'll see how that goes this may be more of a 2022 thing or back half of 2021 i just i'm a little down on you know coming off an acl injury for a quarterback we've seen that too many times where they're rusty to come out of the gate
0: yeah and then the next pick after that being jalen waddle and we've already talked about how we're concerned about him as well um and the you know amount of volume he's gonna be able to get in that miami offense with devontae parker and will fuller already there so two wide receivers off the board and we're not really sure if we're ranking either one of them uh you know even within players that you would draft other than like late round uh dart throws. Uh Callan and Ben, do you, either of you guys feel better about Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle, uh, than than the way I just depicted them?
3: No, I think it's just both in a crowded area. Chase would probably have the more upside than me just because it's a better quarterback and Joe Burrow and Tua at and probably a more pass heavy offense. So I'll take Chase, but there's just a lot of passes mm-hmm. to go around and it's just a it's too crowded for me to feel comfortable with any, any of them it's,
2: it's another mm-hmm. guy who's going to be overdrafted i would take a shot on him if it's like the 11th or 12th round but like i think people are going to be taking him around six seven eight and that's just not a price i want to pay i'd rather have tyler boyd than him just because he's already been there and he gets a ton of volume um but i i, I think he'll be a good player
1: yeah i don't know i think they're i mean i think they're going to feed chase they're going to want to make this draft pick look good so i mean I, i've got him you know in the wide receiver I don't know late wide receiver twenties. I'll make rankings out this weekend, but um, I think we were talking about before the show. You could pencil him in in the wide receiver early thirties pretty easily. So I don't know. I, I he's going to get a lot of volume. So I, I would take Chase a lot earlier than I would Waddle.
0: Rank rank Chase Higgins and Boyd for me.
1: I I think you just ranked him
0: okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, the next wide receiver off the board went pick 10. Uh, the Eagles traded up uh, with the Cowboys, which I that was one of the most surprising things right off the bat was okay, the Cowboys are trading down. who is it Oh, it's with the Eagles, okay interesting little interdivision trade there. Uh, but the Eagles getting Devonte Smith uh, jumping the Giants, which they absolutely needed to do if they wanted to get Smith, the Heisman winner because it all signs pointed to the Giants drafting him at the at pick 11 um Devonte smith now joining jalen rager in that uh wide receiver core is a uh, first round picks uh, within the last two years uh i mean is there room for a jalen hurts led offense to have uh two fantasy relevant wide receivers and if not is there any way we can trust smith or rager
1: yeah i don't i don't feel great about this situation i don't know about you all but uh i mean smith has been knocked just for being a smaller receiver he's 6'1 166 uh Rager's 511 196 I guess you know they don't have they don't draft these huge receivers lately and I don't know how this is going to work with Hertz like you said I just don't know if the volume is going to be there so I think I'm fading both Devonte Smith and Rager um it's I'd probably be more interested in this running game Hertz and, and Miles Sanders than I would the receivers
3: I think the capital that the Eagles put into Smith is worth noting being able to trade up yes it's two point two picks but you did trade up to go get your guy and you have him now in your offense The Alabama connection hurts Smith. They play together in Alabama. It's still, like you said, it could be a run-first offense, but to me, he should step in as the one. I don't really trust Jalen Rager, and I think Smith can easily, so long as he holds up the size, but I think he can jump Rager and become the one in the offense, which may not be anything great for fantasy, but could be something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, and then the
0: uh, pick 11 Giants don't get their guy in Devonte Smith. So they trade down so the bears can get their guy and get Justin Fields at pick 11. Um, I think it's very clearly the bears wanted to make sure that, that they didn't just wait and see who they would get at pick 20 because the, the way the draft was kind of, playing out it almost seemed like they might have been able to wait i know washington probably would have picked a quarterback ahead of them but uh these quarterbacks kept falling i mean fields at 11 and mac jones at 15 were both lower than i think we would have expected them to go even if you know carolina passed up on a quarterback we might have expected chicago to try to trade up there to get justin fields um let's talk about the five quarterbacks right now uh obviously the the top three lawrence wilson and lance and then fields and jones um Ben, you've got skin in the game. I'll, so I'll, I'll wait and save you, uh, for the end. let will start with you, Eric. How would you rank these five quarterbacks, uh, for redraft coming into 2021
1: for redraft? I would go Trevor Lawrence pretty clearly. Number one, um, he's going to give you rushing ability and he's, he's gotta be a lock to start day one. I would think he just, I think he's going to be in there the whole season. Um, after him, I think I would go Lance just because of uh, you know Shanahan. I just really like the weapons in that offense. It's a question of how soon he starts, though. So that's a big one to keep an eye on. But you can say the same about Fields. But I would put Fields third. He's going to give you rushing ability. And, and Zach Wilson's going to be the fourth for me. I just... Um, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of work to be done for the jets and I don't think he's the type that's going to come in and fix things day one. We'll see, but, um, I just kind of like some of the rushing ability from the others and the the teams around them from the other quarterbacks. So Lawrence, Lance fields and Wilson, but Lance and fields are pretty close for me at two and three.
0: And for dynasty, uh, does that change at all the, the way you've ranked them?
1: No, I, I, Think I'd probably have Lance a little further ahead of Fields though. I I, I really like him dynasty wise in that offense. I, I think I just don't know how quick it's going to happen year one, but it's still Lawrence and Lance, and they, maybe they're just a little farther out ahead in a dynasty league.
0: Uh, Callan, so we've got Eric ringing Lawrence, Lance, Fields, Wilson, and then Mac Jones. Uh, would you make any changes to that list?
3: Forgot about Mac no, Jones. I think sorry, sorry Ben. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people forgot about Mac Jones, but I think I'd have it the exact same way just so weapons in san francisco i think lance is more likely to take over for garoppolo quicker than fields would be for andy dalton which is weird to say i think a garoppolo injury is pretty i think a garoppolo injury is just likely to happen or trade or likely even andy dalton they'll fields will take over pretty quickly too but i I like the weapons around lance a little more than i do for Fields, so i'd have it the same way as eric all right and then ben
0: do you want to defend mac jones from being fifth on the <laughs> list
2: for redraft purposes no just because bills already said cam's going to start the year as the as a starting quarterback uh if you know mac jones does start the year as the number one guy i'd probably put him ahead of Zach wilson just because i would say the coaching is much better in new england than it is in new york i don't um, i don't i don't think anyone's going to argue with you on that but i think 4 and 5 is is pretty distant uh, from the top 3 um so in a in a redraft i don't think i'll be drafting mac jones or zach wilson anywhere i might go with justin fields uh later on in the draft uh but probably not the last two
0: yeah i mean that's that's the other question i think trevor lawrence is obviously going to get drafted we see it every year it doesn't really matter uh you know how highly we think of you know the top rookie quarterback the top rookie quarterback gets drafted just because there's there's going to be some helium to it uh are fields or Wilson or Lance going to get drafted at all? In your guy's opinion.
1: Um, you mean a standard redraft, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I could see, I could see either if the, if it looks like they're starting from day one, I mean, fields is going to give you that rushing ability and we can easily talk ourselves into that San Francisco offense. So it's just going to be how, how clear it looks like those veteran starters are going to be in there. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be fine drafting them late seeing how they look week one on my bench and you know if you have to drop them and you know pick up the waiver wire you know whatever but yeah i think it's worth it as a late round pick if it looks like they're going to get in there soon
2: i do know my really home. oh sorry i was just yeah, going to say do we really think andy dalton's going to start the season as the starter like i know they gave him 10 million dollars but it's andy dalton <laughs> that's not that's not exciting. I mean, we had our Bears guy, Mike, in the Discord. He was so excited when they took Justin Fields. I don't think Bear the Bears coaches can keep the fans uh at bay by starting Andy Dalton to begin the year. And I think that just gives Justin Fields an opportunity to to be on your radar on draft day. Yeah.
3: I know in my home league, Zach Wilson will get drafted because we have a couple Jets fans and they'll probably buy into the Helium and just take a flyer and hope that it works out, but I probably wouldn't draft any of the rookie quarterbacks. Even Lawrence, I probably won't draft because like I said, I'm more conservative drafting. I wouldn't take the shot even if unless it's late, but yeah, I think Lawrence is the only one worth keeping on your radar for now, unless injuries or trades happen.
1: Counterpoint though. Uh, the chargers were going to start Tyrod Taylor for who knows how many games last year until they punctured his lung. So uh, that was over Justin Herbert. So I, I don't know. I uh, don't could see some starts. Uh, we'll see.
0: This is this is the by far the worst joke I'm ever going to make. But um is it possible that we should be checking the Bears staff transactions to see if that doctor gets hired by the Bears? <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens to Andy Dalton and Justin Fields just outplays him in the preseason. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna knock on wood and and pray for Dalton's health, or else I'll feel like I personally cursed him. Um, Callan, I'm gonna give, we're gonna transition straight to you here uh, because the next skill player that gets drafted gets drafted in the 20s. I know you're very excited about Kadarius Tony in New York. I know you're hoping for someone else there, but oh, yeah. we we should talk about Tony in New York because the Giants drafting a wide receiver right? They just got Kenny Galladay. Uh, Darius Slayton had. A a good first half of the season last year looked promising for sure. Definitely looked like someone we could count on, uh, maybe not for years to come, but someone that, you know, hey, had a future in the league Um, and also had Sterling Shepard, you know, all reliable is there. So does this affect how you feel about the existing Giants wide receivers? Um, Does Tony throw anything off for Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard or
3: Darius Slayton? I don't think it would for Kenny Galladay. It puts so much money in free agency for him that he's kind of cemented as number one it probably would drop where I'd rank Darius Slate in a bit just because it's another piece in the puzzle and another part of the pie where you have to map out in terms of target percentage, but Galladay is still fine. He's still going to be great. After that, I don't know who I'd want to draft because it's already a bad quarterback and you add up four other options with Evan Ingram, who's still going to get a share, even though we don't think he's that good anymore. He'll still get his targets. Wait, hold on,
0: hold on, Eric, 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 you have to be the one to say that. Do you think Evan Ingram is good or not?
1: I, I've never thought he was good. I just uh, couldn't quit him in <laughs> fantasy football. So. Come on.
0: Get out of here. Okay. All right. So, Callan, uh, not not very uh, uh, optimistic about the non-Kenny Galladay receivers there in New York. Um, any differing opinions, Ben or Eric?
1: No. I mean, it, we talked about him a lot when they signed Galladay. This set up perfectly. Galladay outside, Slayton outside, Shepard back to the slot. Uh, They also have Kyle Rudolph at tight end now. They've got Barkley catching passes. Like, there's tons of people to throw the ball to, and this is just another option. Um, And this is the 31st-ranked offensive line, and PFF's end-of-year rankings, and they didn't address the line. So I I don't like it for them. I I think they were fine at receiver. This is kind of like what the Bengals did, only I think much worse. They they were much more set at receiver, and (laughs) they needed needed an offensive line too. So – uh, now, I don't, I don't like this move for them, and it's, it's going to be complicated, everyone, other than Galladay. I agree with Callen on that part.
0: Yeah, kind of interesting that they were so dead set on taking a wide receiver when you look at it, and, I mean, the, the three wide receivers they have are kind of like an NFL-quality wide receiver core, and that's yeah. there's a lot of position that the Giants can't say that they have NFL-quality players at. So definitely should have been uh, something they might have wanted to reconsider. Uh, but who knows? Maybe Tony will prove us all wrong. Um, now, Callen. We'll talk about Najee Harris being drafted by the Steelers. So obviously we've been talking about the Steelers running back position all week long because we know what Mike Tomlin likes to do. We know he likes to play the one running back and run him into the ground and, uh, you know, use and abuse those legs. And uh, with Najee Harris, we think he is definitely the guy, right? I mean, there's no way Anthony McFarland or Betty Snell sniffed this role.
3: Yeah, they wouldn't invest a first round pick if they were going to mix him in and do a. Tandem backfield. No, it's Najee Harrison. He's even going to be involved in the backfield. Maybe they push in McFarlane on like third down once in a while, but Harris is going to beat a bell cow, which we know Mike Tomlin has. And it's very exciting for fantasy. The only thing that holds him back potentially is the offensive line keeps getting worse. Marquise Pouncey, retired, Alejandro Villanueva is a free agent. So that's the one thing that holds me from being extremely excited. As a Steelers fan, I love it. But for fantasy, I'm tempering expectations because a of weekend offensive line. So let's talk about fantasy
0: where would you rank Najee Harris at running back? Um, I, I mean, I can throw out a couple of ranges for you maybe, but uh, you know, what, where, where do you think you're putting him?
3: I'd probably temper, I probably would have him right around the top 15, probably 15, 16, something like that. Just temper some expectations because of me again, me being a little safe when it comes to drafting and not wanting to push these guys up too much and, problems on offensive line Steelers have continued to have over the past couple of years
0: so let's let's calibrate let's calibrate real quick your guys list so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a player um, Callan Eric Ben you just tell me who would you rather have who would you who would you rank higher all right so we're either talking Najee Harris or let's start with um, Cam Akers currently ranks number 10 on fantasy pros ECR
1: I'm gonna go Akers
0: Akers Callan yeah Akers Okay, let's drop down to Joe Mixon at thirteen.
1: I, I knew you were gonna pick this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to think of Mixon. I'm kind of sick of him, honestly. Uh, drafting him in fantasy, so uh, yeah, give me Najee Harris. I don't, uh, Harris, Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to draft
3: Mixon anymore.
2: That's how I feel. I, I even if Mixon goes off, I don't care. Just okay, <laughs> Callan? Give you the new face. I I,
3: I I might go Harris as well. I kind of agree with that upside play a bit.
0: Okay. But it kind of sounds like you guys are lower on Mixon, maybe. So that might not have been let's let's go a little bit lower, but a player who has some helium. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. Uh ranked eighteen at Fantasy Pros, but I think he's had a, he's eighteen in rising. I think Mixon's thirteen and falling. So what do you guys would you guys go Swift or Harris?
1: I kind of like Swift, honestly. He's got Sewell. Um, he showed pass-catching ability. Um, I've, I've got Swift like 14 right now, and I think maybe there's a room for a little spot or two growth there when I do my next rankings.
3: I might go Harris because that Lions offense right now looks to be so bad that teams can just key in on stopping DeAndre Swift, so I might lean slightly DeAndre – or not, excuse me, Harris, but it's probably a spot or two away if, how I do in my rankings.
2: It seems like Dan Campbell just wants to bite kneecaps and run the ball, so I think I'll go DeAndre Swift. <laughs>
0: All right. So yeah, so it sounds like uh Najee Harris probably mixing in around that uh fifteenth ranked running back, which come draft day will probably be what end of the second round. Um, uh, but then of course, because he's a rookie, he'll probably actually get drafted at the beginning of the second round, maybe even end of the first round if you have yeah. uh some Steelers Hormers or just some people who really like young players mm-hmm. and rookies. Um are you happy you guys got Harris and not ETN?
3: Yeah, I think Harris has more upside of there's a lot more of a – maybe it's still more upside, but for me, Paris always just stood out watching college football on Saturdays and someone I have kind of had my eye on for a little while. So just, just it. seeing that pick, I was just holding my breath that it actually happened. Again, I nice sighed relief when they announced it.
0: I don't think I've seen more hurdles in a college highlight package mm-hmm. since Reggie Bush. He just jumped over everyone. He didn't care. One of the hurdles, the dude was standing straight up. He was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to jump over him anyway. I don't think I have any other move to go for. So I, I hope for his sake, he knows better than to try to, to hurdle over everyone in, in the pros. Cause we've seen what happens when players try to do hurdles. You either get to kick a kicker in the face or, uh, you know, maybe you, you get, you know, you're your butt hit to the ground so uh we'll see what kind of moves he can bring to the pros but travis Etienne goes at 25 to the jaguars and this again we talked about it earlier this move shocked everyone this is a move that absolutely i mean everyone started talking about what this meant for james robinson um and just was a big move so uh eric what does this do for james robinson's value how far does it drop for you
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, before we get into the fantasy, I just – I don't like the moves for the Jaguars either. I mean, they're building a a team from scratch with Lawrence. I just think they could use those picks in a a better way. But, yeah, I mean, as far as Robinson, I had him ranked RB19 – uh i that was i kind of said up front that was as low as he could get until the draft i was just expecting something would happen and it looked like he survived this whole off season perfectly it was it couldn't have gone better all they signed was carlos hyde and then uh this is just a killer so i mean I think he's pretty clearly down in the lower rb 20s um somewhere around 28 i mean i'd, I'd rather have cream hunt than him at this point um, you look at someone like Raheem Mostert, uh, it starts getting interesting. So, um, yeah, it crushes his value. It drops it probably 10 or so spots in the running back rankings.
0: And, I, I mean, we're assuming, right, I mean, Travis Etienne's ranking is going to be higher than James Robinson, right? Even even with the season Robinson just had and how amazingly he just did in, in, in his rookie year. I mean, there's no way that we're expecting Robinson. Do any of you expect Robinson to get more touches than Etienne this year providing health for both players?
1: No, I mean, the draft capital would say it's ETN. I mean, he doesn't profile quite like Najee, Najee Harris does as a uh, a bell cow. He might be a little bit more of an explosive, like, big playback. But, I mean, you don't take the 25th pick and, uh, you know, sit him on the bench. So, yeah. Except
0: except we did see that tweet. We did see that tweet. <laughs> uh, I don't remember who it who was that said it. but I've
1: got it. <laughs> we want to be top eight in the league and with james robinson hyde and, and etn we think we're there and then there is urban said uh uh j rob carlos hyde is the one-two punch and etn is the third down back so we've got stuff all over the place here
0: etn is the third round as the third down back picked at pick 25 <laughs> i mean urban. that's that's tough um I, I, we 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 have to hope at least for, for Jaguars fans sake that they did not just use the 25th pick on a guy that they consider the third down back in 2021.
1: Yep. And they had James Robinson who did that last year for free. So yeah, <laughs> not ideal. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, what do you guys Ben? what do you think of ETN and Robinson? Are you ranking ETN above Robinson and are either of them, uh, you know, fantasy relevant for you or are they kind of going to be, you know, uh, vultures to each other?
2: yeah i think that's possible uh i'm probably not gonna be touching etn anywhere i think his draft stock's gonna be too high for me i would take a shot on james robinson though this seems like the type of backfield where they're gonna say you know we etn's a third down back and Hyde and robinson's gonna share the touches and stuff and then once the season actually comes to fruition james robinson's gonna get you know 60 to 70 percent of the carries who knows if his stock falls far enough I can see myself taking a bunch of, of James Robinson this year.
3: Colin what about you? I think I'm going to similar both to Ben, where ETN's going to have so much helium that I'm just going to avoid it and try to not be interested, especially James Robinson and even Carlos Hyde, who, yes, he's not interesting, but he's going to factor in clearly with Urban Meyer, putting him ahead of ETN in the early talks. so. But James Robinson could be interesting if he, continue, if he falls so drastically, if people really hating on him right now because of the etn edition
1: yeah and we just saw a bunch of rookie running backs this year struggle with health so yeah i mean who knows etn ends up on the injury list and uh robinson could be right back where he was so yeah it's probably we probably shouldn't just uh run away from james robinson but it certainly drops his ranking substantially
0: uh all right there's a few uh one actually one skill player left in the first round he's picked uh rashad bateman wide receiver going number 27 to the Baltimore Ravens. So the question is, do any of us care that Lamar Jackson has another wide receiver to throw to? (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know how to, I mean, he he's been getting a lot of hype going into the draft Rashad Bateman. And uh, he could be a really good player. Um, It's exciting to get Lamar more options to see what he can do. But from a fantasy perspective, I just don't know if the volume's there and he's going to have too much competition with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. And it's just uh, maybe the team, few picks after could have taken him that'd be a little more exciting uh apparently we'll get to that oh okay i don't want to spoil it but yeah maybe another team got bateman we'd be a lot more excited
0: yeah i mean lamar jackson you know it's great that he has more weapons but he isn't even making use of the two that he really does have right now i mean obviously mark andrews has been fantastic but that's because he's a tight end and what are your other options um hollywood brown has been all over the place so um ben what do you think is rashad bateman at all interesting to you does this do anything for hollywood brown uh do you care
2: nope not touching any of them with a the 10 <laughs> football I, <laughs> no. I don't like guys on that offense mark andrews is the only one i don't even like the running backs i just it's it's lamar or, or bust and i i don't really like lamar that much in fantasy i know he puts up good numbers but i don't know it, it's it's not someone i usually go out and draft Call yeah, in the no,
0: scene's in your division. Does does Rashad Bateman make a difference for you?
3: No, not really. I think it's just a a run first offense that has Marquise Brown, who's kind of decent when he was healthy, and I don't think they're gonna fully steer away from Brown. I mean he's still targeted fair good enough towards the end of the season when he was healthy, so I think they're just gonna stick with what was somewhat working with them, which is Brown, and Bateman's just another threat that won't get used too much. All right, one last team we have to talk about, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Thanks,
0: Eric, for spoiling it for everyone. <laughs> but they did have pick twenty-nine. They had a lot of wide receivers on the board to take. Uh, there's two different Moors, uh, both Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore, as well as Terrace Marshall Jr., who's been getting. I think a, I feel like I've seen his name pop up a lot more on Twitter lately. I don't know if it's just because it's re- you know reminding everyone that it's not Terrence, or if because you know his draft stock is rising. But a lot of wide receivers on the board. And they decided to pick uh, a cornerback and not even like Asante Samuel, who we all thought uh, seems to be the consensus among all of us uh, armchair experts uh, to be the best cornerback on the board. So uh, what does this do for Jordan Love's dynasty draft stock? Because Aaron Rodgers (laughs) definitely wants out now.
1: Uh, It's never going to happen, is it? They're just never going to get him a receiver.
0: They uh, have six They have six more picks, presumably. <laughs> I don't know how many of them they've traded away. We said the, the Green Bay Packers wide receiver spot is something we're looking at. They didn't take one in the first round. Um, there's still a lot of wide receivers on the board. Do we think that they're taking one in the second or third round to to maybe get Rodgers something approximating help?
1: I mean, I feel like it's second round or bust now for fantasy outlooks because once it slips further than that, uh, it's – I don't know. That draft capital is going to be tough for them to beat out Alan Lazard and MVS. So we just really need the second round pick to be a receiver. We'll see who's left, but um, I'm giving up hope if they don't take one at pick 62. This is is our last shot to get someone other than Devontae Adams catching the ball.
2: I just want to say I don't really hate the cornerback pick just because the one moment from last season that stands out for the Packers was that cornerback who I don't even remember his name who got burned by Scotty Miller. The, was it the NFC oh, championship Kevin, game. That was, uh, that was Kevin King. King. Right? Yeah. Kevin King. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So quarterback was definitely in need. Uh, yeah. And if that's going to help get Aaron Rodgers closer to the Super Bowl, then he should be
3: happy with it. He got, he got caught with his pants down for sure. Big time. Just not the cornerback who's ranked outside the top 70 by a lot. No, of that's places. true. That's true. <laughs>
0: I, I think what would have helped uh, the moment we, we all should remember, and we don't, and but I think this was a big moment. Aaron Rodgers, fourth down and goal, uh, basically could have walked into the end zone and instead decides to throw it, uh, tries to throw it through two defenders to, I'm pretty sure, Devontae Adams. I don't know who else he would have been looking at How in that, that moment. Uh, but uh you know that could have been the moment maybe we all forget kevin king forgot that the game was still going and he needs to play defense uh if Rodgers just ran that one in um and maybe if he had another wide receiver to throw to he could have looked a different way and the defense would have been like oh yeah like there's someone else on this team we have to care about unlike now where they're like yeah that's fine let's leave mvs open rogers ain't throwing it to him anyway <laughs> um all right so there's there's one last burning question on my mind and and the main i have to know Micah Parsons best draft pick in the whole round right the, the absolutely the best pick at pick 12 the best linebacker best best defensive best best player in the NFL moving forward right never heard like, of him. he's the goat
3: like <laughs> we just, just got gonna... Luke
0: Keekley right Brian Urlacher
3: yeah let's sure keep going you know Lawrence Taylor even let's just keep going in terms of high praise
0: all right, perfect. perfect. Just wanted to make sure because uh, I was dead set. I was so set that we we're getting either one of J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain at pick ten, and to see them go off the board, I pick eight and nine. Uh, Cowboys don't get high picks very often. Um, usually, we're at the very least uh, mediocre, and we get those you know kind of middle of the of the draft picks. So to see a top ten pick it was so exciting, and then to see all of my hopes and dreams get dashed away like that. Uh, So I just want to give a shout out uh, in a weird way to the Philadelphia Eagles for for saving us there, giving us an extra draft pick. And maybe uh, maybe we'll get a cornerback in the third round with that pick you gave us. So that's going to do it for us here tonight. Um, You know, again, instant draft reactions. We're probably going to look back on this analysis in a few days and be like, okay, hold on. Let's actually think about this and let's actually here's the new rankings and. Uh, Travis Etienne, we totally uh, over uh, overreacted to James Robinson and uh, Jamar Chase is actually going to be my third ranked Bengals wide receiver because right now I'm just looking at him through those uh, orange, white and black colored uh, shoe glasses. Uh so and by the way, Jamar Chase wearing orange, white, and black shoes to the NFL draft was absolutely a baller move. I, I fully respect it. Uh I don't know, I don't know if it's one of you guys, but someone made this joke in the Discord. It was abs- I think one of my favorite favorite jokes of the night. If Chase got passed on at five, he immediately turns to like his brother, whoever's around, is like, trade me shoes. Now, <laughs> now. I'm not gonna go up to the thing wearing orange, white, and black shoes if I if I get passed on and I get drafted by the Dolphins. Um, the Bengals but, are not
1: subtle with their, their draft picks. So he probably knew he was getting picked for about three months now.
0: Absolutely incredible night. Uh, We still have two more days of NFL draft to go and so much more that can affect fantasy outlooks. Uh, who knows? Maybe the Jaguars draft another running back. Maybe that's just their thing. They're going to, they're going to have a one, two punch and a three, four punch. Yep. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, Thank you all for listening so much. And Eric and I will be back uh, next week to talk about a maybe more level headed takes on.